Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski-Wallace. So today I've got yet another expert on the show. I really do love having the experts come in and talk about what they do to teach us how they can assist people on their investing journeys. So my guest today is Dennis Durand. He is the director of Durand Financial Services and a financial advisor with more than 20 years of experience behind him in the financial service industries. Welcome, Dennis. Thank you, Phoebe. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, Dennis, not long ago, you came into the Property Mentors office and gave us a presentation on what you do, um, how you help people, and you left us with this wealth of knowledge. Um, At the end of it, truly, the whole office was just so impressed with the work you do. Um, So, naturally, I asked you to join me on the podcast to share that knowledge with our listeners. That's right. Yeah. So, to get us started... If someone had never heard of a financial planner, I think everyone has heard of one, but they may not know the specifics of what they do. What do they do and what's the importance of having one? Okay, thanks, Phoebe. Look, the, the, the importance of having a financial advisor at the end of the day is to really help you achieve your financial goals. Um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. That can come across uh, from a wealth management perspective to try and build wealth. Uh, It might come across from a retirement perspective to try and manage your money in retirement, not Mm -hmm. so much grow it at that point in time. And then along the way through growing wealth, you may need other parts of advice from legal advice, you know, will advice, and you may need some tax structuring advice, Mm -hmm. and you might need some you know, some insurance advice, right? Because you want to protect your 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 yourself and your your wealth as you're building it. Yeah, fantastic. And so recently on some of the other episodes we've done, we've been talking quite a lot about the professions or titles that are often conflated uh, with each other. How does a financial planner differ from other services such as an accountant? Um, Because I I know they're often confused for one another. Yeah, look, we we are very different. Um, Financial advisors cannot give tax advice, right? Mm. So we we just can't do that. Uh, We can give advice on tax matters pertaining to things like superannuation, insurances, investments, for example, manage funds, direct shares, Mm -hmm. you you name it, right? We can give tax advice around that, uh, those type of investments. Um, But a financial advisor can work with your accountant. So it's very important. The two actually gel very well together um, from, from what both of us do. Right, so we work together with accountants. An accountant cannot give advice on superannuation. So, for example, they can't tell you to go and roll your money somewhere or set up a self-managed super fund. Only we can do that. Okay, I think that's where a lot of people get confused. Yeah, so they can't do that. They can't give the advice. They can't. But however, they can set it up. Yeah. So, so for us to work with an accountant, it's quite important. 
I think, for 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 your clients mm-hmm. and particularly to have professionals surrounding them that are on the same path yeah. as they are. And we're all there to achieve goals, the, the, the client's goals, right? Mm. So, yeah, look, we're, we're quite different. We also work with lawyers um, to ensure you, your estate planning needs and, you know, your family law and other legal matters are, are handled effectively as well, mm. right? So it's not just about your account. It's about the full picture. We become a little bit of the project manager. Okay. Right? So we pull the accountant in when we need to, then we tell him to go away. Then we bring the, the legal guy in, and then we tell him to go away. Yeah. Right? And then we bring in property mentors, right, yeah. as well. And so we become a little bit about the – we project manage the client somewhat, but we're there along the journey. Mm. Right? So when you need the tax returns done, we go to the accountant. But then we bring the client – we, 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 you know, then we, then we finish with the accountant and we're back, right? So yeah, that, yeah. That, I think that's a really great way to paint it. Actually, mm-hmm. I think that's really cl- cleared it up. So, but very important to get your accountant and your financial planner to work together, essentially. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So many people may also assume that it can be expensive to engage a a financial planner. Is that a reality? Look, advice fees. Generally, they, it varies a lot in the industry. Okay. You know, there, there is a lot of um, different structures in place and, and it really depends on who you talk to and which advisors you, 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 you go to and, which, and through which companies, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of the bigger banks, you know, generally speaking, they've got a, 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 a structure that's not flexible. You know, they charge a certain fee structure. They can't, they're not flexible around that. Uh, they're quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a lot of the self-employed and or what we call the independent financial planners they're quite flexible um, they can they can charge in different ways etc cetera, etc cetera. so look across the industry there, there is a big variance uh, what you'll pay will depend on also the complexity of the the advice that you're after mm. right you might be after an insurance advice and that may not cost you anything you may be after some a retirement plan and that might may be costly right mm. so it just depends on what what we need to provide you, how much research we need to do mm-hmm. as well, um, and, of course, the subsequent, um, you know, work that's, that, that follows that as well, right? So it's all, in, all encompassed. Yeah. Um, some costs can be charged to superannuation. That's the way I prefer to do it. Okay. Rather yeah. than charge you out of your pocket for financial planning advice or ongoing fees, I would rather charge it to your superannuation so we, so we don't have your hands on 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 on, our, on your cash flow. Your cash flow is free. We charge you super. I think that's the best way to do it. But again, uh, a lot of advisors may not like that path. Uh, mm. It's the path that we prefer. So there is a lot of variance um, within the industry. Of course, we want to protect, um, you know, also your fund balances from eroding. So so this is all part of our fact finding process, weeks where we explore your balances, what you can afford as well. Um, there's no use us putting a big plan together and, and, and charging a lot of money for it when there's a small amount of money to invest, mm. right? So we try to make it manageable and we try to look at what we need to cover at the lowest possible cost. Yeah. So we can actually get you started on your path to achieving your goals. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah so paying out of your super kind of feels yeah. like you're, it's not your income necessarily. It's almost money that you don't really, yeah. you, know, you don't touch anyway. So if it comes out of that, it doesn't really feel like you're... It doesn't feel like it. And you can't touch that money until you're 65. Exactly. You, you need that advice now. You might be 35, 40, building your wealth. You need that advice mm-hmm. now. And if, if it means touching your super to pay for your insurances as well, 
income protection, life insurance, total permanent disability. Mm-hmm. We can we can fund that all through your super. Okay. Right. So there are ways that we can use super to to fund your your your, your financial goals. Right. That's really good to know. Whether you're a property owner or a renter, it's a fact of life that most of us have had a poor experience with a bad property manager. The property mentors don't believe that should be the case. Our team of expert property managers work hard on every property in our care to deliver five-star service to all of our renters and owners every single day. Visit thepropertymentors.com.au forward slash property management to find out more. Is there a difference between financial advisors and planners? Because I know that, you know, some mortgage brokers don't specialise in investment, for example. So, you know, a lot of people might go to their uncle because he's a, he's just a mortgage broker, but he might not be the right mortgage broker for what your investment needs are. So are there different financial planners? Do some specialise in investment or sort of across the board are they quite the, quite similar? Yeah, there shouldn't be a difference in financial planning. So, exam- okay. for example, Phoebe, if you came and see, saw me and you had a, a range of things you wanted to cover, mm. I'm not really permitted by law to turn around and say to you, well, Phoebe, I can't cover that because it's not what we do, okay. right? So your income and your income protection, for example, I'm sorry, we don't do that. But happy to look at your investments and your super, I'm not really supposed to do that. Okay. I can refer you to somebody, mm-hmm. right? But... Mm-hmm. But my job is to address your full financial picture. Okay. So really, it's not up to me to pick and choose how I want to deal with you. Mm-hmm. It's it's my job to look at the full picture okay. and not miss anything. Okay. That's really good to know. Yeah. Um, so just before you mentioned that financial planners are there to help you with insurance, what kind of insurance should people consider having and, and what do each of them mean? I know you listed off just a couple there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, in, insurance is, again... Really, really important part of the wealth building mm. side of financial planning, okay. right? Because you can imagine tomorrow we, we go and buy a property every you know two years, and, and we're building our property portfolio. It's all looking great, mm-hmm. things are going well, mm-hmm. rents coming in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And something happens, and you fall sick, or you fell off a ladder at home, yeah, um, or you had a car accident, um, and you couldn't work, right? So your income, your income, which is paying for these assets, is suddenly gone. Right. Right. So so the wealth building process either stops dead or you're even forced to sell some assets off. Gotcha. Right? Mm. It's not what you want. No. Right? So so insurance really is to back you up during this wealth building process till you hit a point where you don't need the insurance anymore and you can potentially retire. Mm-hmm. Right? That insurance might mean life insurance. Right? Life insurance... Goes without goes without saying. Mm. Um, usually, it's to cover the debt and important if you have children, right? That you have some life insurance in place, so you leave something behind to cover off the debt and leave a little bit behind because your income's gone if you if you if you've passed on. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then there's total and permanent disability, which links with life insurance. It's a lump sum. If you become totally and permanently disabled from a car accident or something else, mm. there's a lump sum which wipes your debt as well. Right? Okay. Uh, there's trauma insurance, which is quite expensive. Okay, so trauma insurance um, is if you have a heart attack, stroke, cancer, etc., they pay you a once-off lump sum. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then there's income protection, right? Um, so they're the four major ones. Now, life insurance, total and permanent disability, and income protection can all be funded through your super. 
Okay. Right? Trauma cannot be, but the other three can be, right? <laughs> so if you're building your wealth and you need money to cover off extra interest rates because rates are going up and you need mm-hmm. a bit of cash flow support, then you can switch those three mm-hmm. premiums to have it coming out of your superannuation. Ah, okay. Right? Yeah. Income protection is the one uh, probably, in my opinion, uh, the most important, you know, um, you know, it, it's covering you are your biggest asset. Mm. You know, it's not the home you're buying or the investment property. You are your biggest asset um, and your income is effectively paying for it or, 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 or enabling you to acquire debt and property. To So it's your income that's important. Mm. So to cover that is crucial. Um, it's tax deductible as well because okay. it's a cost incurred in, in producing an income. Okay. Right? So it is tax deductible. Um, so income protection, probably the one I wouldn't leave home without. Uh, life integrity important as well, particularly when you have children in debt and children involved as well. Uh, but income protection, very, very important. Mm, I remember from your presentation you saying the exact words of, I wouldn't leave home without it. I that really stuck with us. <laughs> yeah, look, I wouldn't leave home without it. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really something um, that's been more prevalent in recent years, particularly through COVID. A lot mm. of people are having mental health issues. Sure, right? yeah. Couldn't work due to mental health issues. And these people were actually going on income protection claim mm. until they got better. Okay. Right? And could pick themselves up. If they don't get better, they're paid to age 65. Okay. Till their retirement. Yeah. Right? So so again, something something worth thinking about for for all the all the listeners. Mm, and trauma insurance sounds a little bit like it's got quite a few gray areas. It sounds a bit tricky. Yeah. Look, it's it's um you know, it, the, it, the, it, the stroke and the cancer and the diabetes and, and, and it's one of, you know, probably 20 things that can occur that can yeah. pay you a lump sum. Mm-hmm. It is very expensive. Um, it probably, you know, there's things like, you know, cancer and breast cancer. If it's in the family, you might decide you want to get some trauma because, you yeah. know, it's in the family. Okay. Um, depending on your age, you know, a 25-year-old is, might turn around and say, I'm not interested in that, mm. right, uh, and paying for that. But a 55-year-old might say, yeah, look, I, I really think I should have some. Yeah, okay. okay. Depending on, on my, my health or, or what issues. But mm. uh, it's probably the least popular of all okay. the personal insurances. Interesting. Okay. Mm. So what's the difference between going through a financial planner or one of the companies that you find online or on TV? Because I've seen a lot of them. Um, and I think a lot of people thinking financial planners would, would think of those commercials or those ads, but what, what's the difference there and what are some of maybe the, the risks of going with one that you find on TV? Yeah, look, I'm glad you asked me that, Phoebe, because those, those commercials annoy me a little bit. Yeah, so, they're um, very annoying. <laughs> yeah, they do annoy me. Um, and, and I know why it annoys me. Um, so to, to explain to the listeners exactly why, uh, most of the insurance offers uh, through the TV will be based on very little underwriting. Um, underwriting is a process where you your health is assessed. Your personal health is assessed before the insurance is put in place, um, and therefore, therefore, once you're once you are assessed properly, mm. and you make a claim in the future, your your insurer basically um, is most of the time obliged to pay you out, right? Because yeah. you've already been pre-assessed, right? So the difference with the uh, the the, I suppose the TV uh, uh, insurance groups, um, the biggest difficulty is that you probably won't know the limitations unless you've read all the fine print. They don't do proper underwriting. They might okay. ask you 10 questions. Mm. 
They don't do proper underwriting. Right. Um, so most likely you won't realize what it all means until you go through the claim process at the end mm. and they turn around and they might say, well, we found something in your medical records that show that you've had some sort of condition in the past which has caused you to have this claim. Okay. Um, that's a pre-existing condition and we may not cover that pre-existing condition. So you may have been paying premiums for the last 10 years. Mm. Now it's time to claim. Mm. They've said you've had a pre-existing condition and uh, we, don't, we, we won't cover you. And, and, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, from the suburbs is not going to take on a big insurer. You know, that's a very expensive legal fight. Sure, yeah. So I suppose, um, you know, us as financial advisors, we must conduct the best research possible into the best products possible that are right for the circumstances and what you're trying to achieve. So we would never go to one of those groups. We want to make sure the most important part of insurance is the claim. Mm, mm. Right? It's not the premium. It's not the cost. It's the claim part that's most important. Yeah. So we want to make sure you're fully covered. Mm. So when you go to claim, they can't turn back and say, well, you never told me or we never got that information. Well, that's a pre-existing condition. Once you're once you're approved, all your pre-existing conditions are covered. Okay. Right? Yeah. And that's the whole that's the whole difference, in my opinion. So, so yeah, that's why sneaky. I get a bit, oh, a little bit sneaky, little and bit yeah, sneaky. <laughs> gives me a bit annoyed. But uh, you know, um, yeah, it's not much we can do. Okay, well there you go. I think that clarifies. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't always go with the ones on TV. So I think that's a really nice episode of just you know introducing what a financial planner is and and what you do. Um, I'm definitely going to have to get you back on to talk about a little bit more about superannuation because I know that's something that you guys. Um, do a lot of um but dennis to wrap up today's episode um i ask this question to all of my guests especially my expert guests but if you were a mentor what would you consider to be your key piece of guidance probably probably to speak to a financial advisor as early as possible okay um start the relationship as early as possible uh Again, don't worry in the short term too much about the cost, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Don't let that stop you from having a consultation. Most of the consultations, like the ones we give, the first ones are for free anyway. Okay. Right? And then from that, you can establish on whether you want to continue with that person and what the cost will be. But anything that I've done personally myself, mm. I wish I did it 10 years ago. Okay. Right, whether that's buying property, whether that's starting a business, mm. or whether that's um, engaging in in other investments, I always said I wish I did it ten years ago. Mm. I don't think there's not many people that haven't said I wish I did it ten years ago. Right, yeah. um, so it's it's it seems to be the case. The earlier you start things, the better it is. And when it comes to returns, whether that's property returns or shares or managed funds or whatever it is, um, effectively, it's the compound return over time. Mm that gives you your wealth. Okay, right? yeah. It's not necessarily that that property is going to make 10% and that one's going to make 5%. Mm. It's just the compound return because if you make 10% every year, but the 5% property you you bought that 10 years ago, then your return's greater. Yeah, right? yeah. Because you've been in it for 10 years and that compound 5% is on top of the previous 5%. Mm. So that compound return over time is the key formula for wealth. Which means start early, mm. get in front of an advisor early. Yeah, yeah. That would be my probably the best advice I could give a, a 
the young couple. Yeah, and that's actually some, that's a question we get asked a lot with any of the professions is when's the best time to engage one? And most of them say right at the start, like yeah. to build that rapport, to build that relationship, definitely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, you know, I think um, it's, it's it, you know, the earlier you start, I think there's the, the, the better it is. 100%, um, yeah. yeah. Dennis, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure, Phoebe. Thanks for inviting me. If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.